This episode of the Model Made Podcast is brought to you by Model Mastery, the one-on-one coaching program that helps you create a modeling career that pays in 90 days. Learn more about Model Mastery on themodeluniversity.com or by clicking the link in this episode's description box. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Model Made Podcast, the podcast for models by a model. Tune in for tips, tricks, and talks that will elevate you in your modeling journey. This podcast is possible thanks to Model University, which aims to educate and elevate models to their full potential and paycheck. Now, here's your host, internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model and coach, Lola Shell. Hey everybody, I'm Lola Shell. I am an internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model and model coach. And this is the live model Q&A. All right, so I've already gotten through every question that was asked for me through the email list. If you're not on the email list, it's totally free to sign up. Literally go to the link in my bio to rob your name, drop your email. You get instant access to um, almost 24 hours worth of classes, tips and tricks through the podcast. And for the future masterclasses that are coming up very soon, you will get access to those and you'll get the replays. So don't say I didn't tell you. (laughs) All right. So now I'm getting to uh, all the things that were asked of me inside of the, I have like an Instagram question box. So everybody who asked me a question there, I'm getting to them here. And if you guys see me looking off to the side, model notebook. Okay. Got it. All right. So if you see me like over here, like squinting, like, oh my gosh, what is this? I'm literally looking at the notebook so I can make sure I'm saying it right. Right. If you have a question and you're here on this live, I will answer the questions in the question box first. And then if I'm not, you know, if it hasn't been like two hours, I'll scroll through the comments and answer those as well. And if you happen to be asking a question on the replay, I will do my best to answer you in the comments. Okay. So now I feel like we're all in the same accord. I'm going to get some water because I haven't had any water. I normally have my lime and everything too, but I was rushing today. Uh, So let's get into the Instagram question questions. Yeah. All right. So first up is Malishka and that's at M-I-L-E-I-S-H-K-K-A says, I would love to be featured in a music video as a model. Any tips? Um, mm, okay. So <laughs> I feel like this came after, if you guys check my stories uh recently, like literally today, the day this is being filmed live, I was just in a very famous reggaeton artist's music video. It was very like, it was, it was good. It was a good, it was a good music video. No see, no shade. Great pay. Great people. Love the set. 10 out of 10 recommend. Right. Um, it was just a long day and I know I hit my wall. So I, it was, it was, it was cool, but I know towards the end, I just like completely shut down because like I was tired. Yeah. So nonetheless, answer your question because it might seem that like, <laughs> I know all the stuff about music videos because I've been in several, like name that artist, Cardi B, DJ Khaled, Lil Wayne, Chris Brown, Big Sean. Like it's like a rite of passage in my market. I, work in the Miami market. So there's a lot of music videos that happen here. I don't like music videos. I don't. I personally don't. I don't. It's like when you were like little and like your mom would make you eat spaghetti four or five times a week. And now as an adult, you cannot stand spaghetti. You can eat any other pasta, but spaghetti. It feels like that for music videos for me. Like, it's not that I did not like the music video itself. I just personally don't like music videos. It's long sets. Normally the concepts are terrible. And it's just like, they don't want to pay you. Like they don't. Like <laughs> when you get into this industry and you like really get into it, the pay is terrible. Literally the pay is 
terrible. Like, I don't know how to tell you. Like, <laughs> the people who are inside of the university, like, you guys have probably heard me talk about this at least once or twice. It's like, you don't have to be a video vixen to be in music videos. But a lot of times the concepts are just a lot of booties and boats. That's the thing down here. That's definitely the thing. Like, down here, a lot of booties and boats. And it's just like, ah, yeah, hmm. <laughs> do I want to do that? No, it doesn't align with any of my fundamentals. It doesn't. It nothing a lot. Like it doesn't help me to show women who look like me and with my hair texture that they are the standard of beauty and occupy luxury spaces. Like that doesn't help. It's not one of my goals. It has nothing to do with my niches, my core niches. Yeah, it's popular in my market, but and then the rate be dismal. So it's just like I'd rather not. But Sometimes there are music videos that's just like, yeah, I got you. I got you for sure. For sure. This was one of those music videos. Rate was great. No problems there. And the artists, the two artists were great. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I know their music. I just don't know who they are. And that sounds weird. Like, you know, like there's songs that you've heard, but you just didn't know the artist. That's how I felt with them. But they were super cool. Rented out this huge mansion in like Fort Lauderdale. It was beautiful. Views, everything. I'm going to do like a whole recap or whatever, but it was a cool concept. Now, when it comes to getting booked for music videos, the crazy thing is, sorry about that. Most of the music videos, no. Actually, all the music videos I've ever gotten has always been through an agency. Every single time. It doesn't matter if it was a big agency, a small agency, it was always an agency. So when it comes to getting it on your own, here's what I'm going to say. Because like, um, and this again, something that I do with my one-on-one students for sure is, and even inside of my model course that helps you to book your first paid of many paid modeling jobs, I walk you through like booking sites, like networks and sites that you can go on to find paid work, legit work as a model. And the crazy thing is I told myself I wasn't going to talk about this until like I actually like sat down and processed it, but I'm just leaning and I'm going to just put y'all up on something real, real quick. Right. There's literally people who have a major artist that everybody will know and will say we need, and I, like y'all going to make me go back and actually like pull up the screenshot um, in the email. Right. But there was this artist and I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you the artist, but I am going to tell you the situation. So, and this is an artist that like, I personally know, I feel like he's well known, but nonetheless, when it comes to music videos, the the ones that I have seen, this is a good example. The ones that I've seen that you can get on your own, they will literally come to you and say, Hey, X, this is a music video for X, Y, and Z. Um, we need very much so like model types, video vixen types. Um, we need, you know, girls who, who can move and who can move well on camera. We're going to need you guys, uh, for a full day and not like an eight hour full day, 12 hour full day. Okay. We need you guys out here for a 12 hour full day. And we are going to need somebody who's going to be willing to be the romantic interest of the artist. Um, that person, you know, will, will get a, a bump, which in the industry is like, you get a pay upgrade. Um, that's what a bump is. So you'll get a bump, but you have to be comfortable being in like bedroom situations with the artist for the video and for anybody else who's not the prime, like a premier girl, we have $150 for you for 12 hours, $150 for you in 12 hours. And you got to be a model type, video vixen type. You got to be able to move on camera. They're going to be shooting all day. So you got to be able to move all day. You got to, you know, be comfortable with your body and everything like that. And for 12 hours on a set with an artist, you're going to make $150. 
Yep. Oh, and if you're the main girl who's okay with doing the bedroom scenes with the artist, you get $300. And they had the audacity to say, we know we're asking for caviar with a baloney budget, but if you're interested, let us know. This is literally why I don't like doing music videos. I'll do one that's like high quality and I'm going to be like featured and I'm going to have FaceTime. Like I might do a music video like once a year. Like, mind you, there's been tons of music videos that have casted for, shot for, you know, dropped inside my inbox. Like, I got you. I got you. I, I see it. I see it. But we are just now getting to June and I've only done one music video this year. And it was the one that I just posted. I don't like doing music videos. But if this is your passion, if this is what you really want to do, <laughs> if you are called, and let me just make, Malishka, if you are called to do music videos, my top tier suggestion is to, one, and I know this might sound like super weird, but you got to like backtrack because again, I don't know where you are. Like, I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're living. Um, I don't know any of that. But what I would do um, if I was trying to get into music videos is number one, I would research music videos that have been done in my area. So like, because I live in South Florida, like I live in my, like I live in South Florida and I work in the Miami market. I know there's a lot of music videos that happen in Miami. Okay. So if I really like, really, really, really wanted to like be a part of music videos, I would literally just look up what music videos have been done in Miami, like shot in Miami. Like even if you have to Google like, oh, music video shot in Miami 2022, like it'll pop up. It'll give you like results or whatever, whatever. Then I would actually go. And again, this is all backtracking. If they don't tell you what production company shot it, I would actually go to the artist's page and look at what they posted and like see the people who are tagged i would see the people who are tagged and people tag other people so for example if you want to know who shot my music video if you were a follower of that artist right the artist tagged the producer the artist tagged the people on the production team the artist like they tagged the people who do the castings they tagged the people who were on the set they tagged the production houses you can always reverse engineer that you can always literally see who's tagged Go on their pages and see like, oh, snap, this person works with this casting house and this person puts out castings here. Like, you just have to reverse engineer it. Not every casting, not every casting site, not every casting director, not every production house does music videos. So if you want to know exactly who's done what, it is a lot of reverse engineering. Okay? It's a lot. It's a lot of reverse engineering, especially if you don't live in a space that does music videos. So like if you are, I don't know, um, you're out in Seattle, very few music videos are going to be like actually shot there. So your nearest market for music videos might be LA or, you know, let's just keep it at LA. You can either look up, you know, go through the, the Myra <laughs> of casting directors and um, casting sites that are in LA, or you can find the type of music videos you want to do by artists that you really like and reverse engineer it. The artists are always going to tag the people who are responsible for producing it, whether it's the director, the production company, the casting director, they will be tagged. So you can always directly go back and like see who's responsible for putting these things together. And once you find one or two, it's easy to find the rest. Because again, you find them on, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever. It's always going to show you other suggested accounts. Or they'll be following other casting, you know, directors or, you know, casting sites as well. So it's a lot of reverse engineering. But once you find one or two, you're good to go. Uh, because again, if they've done one music video, it's not the first. So they normally post a lot of the other work that they're doing and casting for, and you can start to, you know, get on and get aligned with it there. If you are called to do music videos, I personally am not. <laughs> I don't try to do music videos outside of my agency and even with my agency. Sometimes it's a hard tag. Okay. So that's, that's for literally everything. 
Okay. Next, what's my favorite shoe? Okay, so Christiana Modeling. So Christiana underscore model underscore IMG. What was my favorite shoe and why? My favorite shoe is always going to be my last shoe and my next shoe. <laughs> That's always the right answer. And if you're ever on a set and somebody asks you, oh, what was your favorite shoe? Or who's your favorite designer? Or who's your favorite photographer? Well, my favorite client is this client. My favorite photographer is you. My favorite makeup artist is you. Like everybody who's there at that moment. Now, outside of my last shoot and my next shoot, I want to say one of my most iconic because I, I really, it's hard to have a favorite because some of my best shoots are my best shoots for different reasons. But one of my favorite shoots is literally the shoot that I've done at this point. It's been like five years, which is wild when I think about it. Time be flying. But it was a shoot that I did for Luster's Pink and I kid you not. This is something I got from social media. So if you guys have been rocking with me since like the beginning of this live, I kid you not. This is why I was just like, you got to use your social media for your benefit. Because if I was literally concerned, like concerned about, oh, I don't have enough followers and I need to have more people following me. These people would have never found me. They would have never found me and, and tried to book me twice. So I did a shoot for Lester's Pink. This was like back in 2017, 2018. And... They found me on social media and I didn't believe that it was them because the production company that was putting together the shoot reached out to me. And I was just like, okay, weird, random people. And then like, like, who are you? Like, you're what? You're who? You're trying to represent what? No. Scam. Delete. They reached out to me again. And that's when I was just like, oh my gosh, this is real. Like, these are people are real. And I just like did a Google search, you know, use Google. And I'm like, oh, snap, like, these people is real. Like, these are real people. And they coordinated my shoot with Luster. I got that without my agency. I had an agency at the time, but they booked me directly because my social media showed what I did well and that I could do the shoot. And the hair texture that I was proud to showcase was the reason that I got the job. My hair didn't need to be big. It didn't need to be, you know, they already got a girl for that. I ended up having like, I ended up being like the center focus of that particular campaign because my hair was the most relatable. Let that sink in. My hair and my look was the most relatable. It wasn't because I was trying to be what I wasn't. It wasn't because I had to, you know, go out and try to, you know, make myself look like what the industry wanted. No, by me literally being myself, being super clear with my fundamentals, putting together model assets that reflected me putting those out on social media, growing my network, growing, you know, awareness around what I do and what I do well. When somebody that I did not know from across the country saw my work, saw who I was, found me and said, I think she could do this job. Found me, booked me, paid me a full rate, made sure I had somewhere to stay, like literally in downtown Chicago, flew me in, picked me up from the airport, put me up in a hotel, gave me a per diem, sat me there for a prep day and a shoot day, hired Keith Majors. I will never forget this. And to this day, still in contact with him. He was one of the photographers for America's Next Top Model. He shot, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but this is what the season with like Allison and um Tiana. Tiana won that cycle. But they had like the the beauty dust. So it was a beauty shoot and they had like the dust. And Tiana Anderson, who was the winner of that cycle, she doesn't model anymore, but she had the yellow dust and that was what they used for her winning shot. And then Allison had the best shot of that shoot. And that was the one who had the big doe eyes and she um she had red dust on her face. I don't know if I'm describing this right, but if you if you're like big on America's Next Top Model, you would remember it's it was a thing. So 
he shot that and then he came back another cycle to shoot again. So he's shot like name that black supermodel. He shot them. Name that black celebrity. Shot him. Like he's that photographer. So to be able to be booked for a major brand that represented women of my color with my hair texture, super aligned. Uh, again, super aligned with what I was trying to do as a model because of my fundamentals and I put together assets that showcase that and I literally use social media to grow my network and grow my reach of what I was doing as a model and that I did it well and that you should pay me. I was able to literally get a brand to from across the country to see what I was doing, notice that I was aligned with them, book me, fly me up there, put me up in, in downtown Chicago, give me a per diem, let me shoot with Keith Majors. Like, and then I had a whole experience after that, like with the, the crew and the production. And like, it just showed me like what was so possible. It showed me like what was, what I was capable of and what people who like me and in my community were capable of. Like, this is not something that's out of reach. At the time, my agency didn't get that for me. That was gotten and given to me. And because of the work that I had done before they reached out, it made sense when they did reach out. If they would have reached out, you know, a year before, I would not have been ready. <laughs> if they would have reached out two years before, I would not have been ready at all. And I, I'm not ashamed to say that. But literally because I did the work, and I'm sorry, this this there's a tropical storm warning where I'm at. So if you hear a whole bunch of rain, that's why. But literally, that's one of my favorite shoots because, um, to go back to the question, that's one of my favorite shoots because that's what really showed me what's possible for me as a model with or without an agency, which is why. I go so hard when I'm teaching models that don't let an agency be the reason why you can't be successful. Don't let not having an agency hold you back. Don't let agency rejection stop you from pursuing your dream. Because for me to have had that job and it had come from outside of my agency and I still got paid four figures, I was still taken care of, I still got, you know, print jobs. I still got, you know, my, my face was printed out. I got in, I got in publications from that. I was used as like for advertisement purposes. They even worked with me on a digital space, um, in the years following. So for me to have that amazing experience and it shows me like what's possible as a model when you just go for it. And you really put the things that I've been like telling you guys into practice. Those five pillars, I didn't just make those up. That's what really got me to where I needed to be. Fundamentals, grew my assets, grew my networks, grew my money-making opportunities, both in-person and online. And then I was able to literally take that and scale it, rinse and repeat again and again and again. Like, so this is why, <laughs> this is why like I can only, you know, when we do these model Q and A's, I'm able to like answer so many questions. I'm able to like get so real with you guys. I'm able to like pull back the curtain so much is because a shoot like that showed me what was possible. And that was almost five years ago. So I didn't, I didn't start the university to like three or something years after that. So I had a lot of time to rinse and repeat, to rinse and repeat and to keep showing you guys what was possible. So Christiana underscore model underscore ing. Hopefully that answered your question. Before we continue with the episode, I wanted to do a quick check-in with you. Have you been trying to make money as a model but don't know where to start? Are you tired of people only reaching out to you for free work and never being able to find paid gigs in your area? Have you tried everything and you're tired of waiting on an agency in order to be paid as a model? If you said yes to any of my questions, it's time to check out Model Money. Model Money was created to help models step away from only doing free work or solely relying on an agency to get paid. If you want to learn how to book your next paid job as a model in less than one week, then Model Money is for you. See for yourself in the description box below. Now, let's get back to the episode. All right, so Model Raya J is going to end us off for the Instagram questions. 
And then I'm going to turn it over to everybody inside of the live portion. And I'm not, it's going to have to be a speed round because we've been on here for like an hour. So, okay. So Model Rajay has three questions. First one is what to expect when going to open casting for representation. One is, and I won't say what to expect. I would say what you should come with. So first and foremost, if you're going to an open call, they always tell you what you should have. Like they, they always tell you like, oh, you know, like, Come with your port, come with your comp card, wear this model uniform. They'll tell you what outfit they want you to wear in case they want you to come inside of the room. COVID's a little bit different. So some of them might only be doing everything virtually. And if they really, really like you and want you like to sign you, they might have you come in then. But if it's an open casting, you're going in person. You definitely want to make sure that if you have a physical portfolio, have it. If you have a digital one, bring an iPad or something or have a link that they can readily access normally what they'll do is like they'll either take your ipad if you don't have an ipad they'll take your phone to look through your portfolio um so i would say have an ipad if you can't have an ipad then again have your phone or have a link whatever works they also normally have you wear like a certain outfit so they'll either tell you to wear your model basics and again black shirt black tights or jeans heels simple it's like it's really just like that simple like it's nothing that's like crazy like oh wear a tutu like no it's normally gonna be your model basic uniform and if they're hiring you for runway like if you're somebody they're considering for runway they are gonna want to see your walk so that may happen as well uh but when it comes to like expectations every agency is different there are some agencies who they are not going to have an open call. They'll only bring you in if they're interested in like moving forward to the next step. There's other agencies where it's just like, you may never step foot inside of the office. Like I forget who it was. I think it was Wilhelmina at the time, but either Wilhelmina or next. I don't remember, but for their office, it's just like you wait in the hallway and they look over your materials that they tell you to bring. And if they're interested, they'll, you know, they'll see you in. If they're not, you walk down the hallway you leave. Like, that's how it goes. So every agency is extremely different. Post-COVID, agencies are, some agencies close completely and others are understaffed. So the protocols for open calls may have changed drastically during that time. So if you're ever curious, just ask. If you're going to an open call and you know there is some air of ambiguity, drop a comment, drop a, drop a DM. Like, ask the company. <laughs> they don't want you to be unprepared. You know what I'm saying? Like if they're having open call, they're looking for new faces. They're looking for a new talent. So clearly they want the talent to be prepared. So if you're ever going into an open call and there's anything that you're confused about, ask them. Comment, DM, email. Do all three if you have to, but get to the bottom of it. And if not, if you don't get a response, then stick to the basics. Wear your model basics. Come in prepared with your portfolio, either physical or digital. Um, if you have a comp card, you can bring that too. Okay. Hopefully that made sense. Second question from Model Ride J is how to figure out what designers are showcasing in New York Fashion Week 2022 wanting to submit this year. So unlike music videos, New York Fashion Week tells you. <laughs> like they have their roster already. Like go to the official New York Fashion Week like roster for 2022 and look at who's showcasing. Like look, look at it, look at it and look at years prior and see who did the casting. Like, it's never a secret. The people who cast for New York Fashion Week, they do not keep it a secret. They do not. If they've done it years prior, it is a fame claim for them, okay? A little bit of research goes a long way. A little bit of research goes a long way. If you look at last year 
or the year before. Actually, even the last fashion week. Like, New York Fashion Week happens twice a year, okay? If you look at who casted in February, guarantee they're casting for September. Guarantee it. Literally just go back and look at who showcased in February, who casted for the shows, and then find them on social media. Little bit, like, I, um, and I feel like with your... Your last question where we're really going to dig deep into this, but sometimes you have to do research. And this is not like, you know, oh, I'm just going to type it into Google and if Google doesn't tell me exactly what I need to know, I'm going to stop. No. And as a small tangent, I, unfortunately, I feel like, and this is just, I don't say me being jaded, but as somebody who was literally worked in literal education for like 10 years, what I've noticed is a fundamental breakdown in like research when it comes to how we've trained up kids. Um, so I don't think this is anyone's particular fault, but the thought process of, man, this person is telling me something and there's something that I'm missing. Let me go and fundamentally research it. Like if I told you, and this is what always kills me. When I tell models like, oh, there's 20 different types of modeling niches. Oh, can you go over them? No, I can't. I do that in the university. I've already done like a full masterclass on that. Like I can't go over that in every single live when I mention modeling niches. No, I'm not going to do it. But you can always find it on your own. Before I knew this information, how do you think I figured it out? I researched it. I sat down on Google and I researched the crap out of it. Okay. I'm talking about sitting down, writing notes, rewriting the notes, putting it into a Google doc putting it into a Google spreadsheet, like research, like actually taking time to sit down and for more than five minutes, dig into something. It doesn't matter if you have to stop and pick it up tomorrow. Research. The information is there. It is not hidden. It might not be a knock-knock, instant answer, microwavable result, but it's there. I guarantee it. Because a lot of things you guys ask me in general, if you would have spent an hour just researching it, you'd have far more than what I could tell you in five minutes. So if you're really curious about who's showcasing, New York Fashion Week tells you who's going to be on the lineup every single year. It's not a secret and it can't be. They don't just, oh, the day of Fashion Week, you know, here's... No, they have a calendar. They have a calendar. They tell you the times. They tell you where it's going to be. They tell you who's going to be showcasing. They they give you everything but the, but the guest list. Like... Literally, it is researchable. So if you really want to know who's doing all these castings, sit down on your computer, go back to February's Fashion Week and last September's Fashion Week and research who showcased. Then research who casted for their shows. Then research, are those people still doing it for the next one? Because by the time you've come up with a list of the people who showcased in the last two New York Fashion Weeks and the casting directors and houses that have done it for the last two fashion weeks, you should have plenty of leads for how to submit for this fashion week, okay? But am I going to sit down and just write off to you exactly who's doing it? No. No. Why? Because this is a Q&A. And though I am your coach, because like, again, you're in the university, like you're no stranger to me, you still have to do the work, especially because I'm not working with you one-on-one. <laughs> like, I'm personally not working with you one-on-one. You have lifetime access to me because you're inside of Model Money, which is showing you how you can book jobs on your own. But I'm not working with you one-on-one. So there is going to be a level of work that you are going to have to do to secure what you want to know for your career. Which leads me to the last question that you asked, okay? And this is for any and everybody who also feels like they're in the same boat. Advice on when you know... Advice for when you know your fundamentals and your why, but still feel stuck as a model. Feeling stuck is a mindset. It is a mindset that permeates to the real world. 
If you think you can or you think you can't, you are correct. If you have your fundamentals, it's not enough just to know them. Are you using them? And I knew this question was going to come up. So I already did a deep dive on you, your Instagram, and your portfolio. And I'm going to tell you what I gathered from this. You may know exactly why you want to model. You may know the type of niches that work for you, but you are not using them. And here's what I mean by that. When I go on your Instagram, I see that you model, but what do you do well? What do you do well? Like if somebody had to ask me, I would not be able to answer them from your Instagram. Take a step further. We go to your portfolio on your website, digital portfolio. It shows me you do a lot of things. It does not show me what you do well. You have fitness on there. You have uh, publications that you've done on there. You have a beauty shot that's on the editorial side that you did on there. You have like, you have things that are all over the, th- all over the aspects of niches that you can do instead of hyper-focusing on the niches that you are supposed to be focusing on. The one to three that you're supposed to be showing people that you can do really, really well and why they should pay you and what type of work you are going to be doing. Instead, you are showing people everything you can do. And then even when you have the space on your website, on your portfolio to tell people what your niches are, you've listed almost six different things. To know and to do are vastly different. To know and to do are vastly different. And I understand when you move to a different area, when you relocate, it may seem difficult to reacclimate, but it's always going to be the same steps. If you get into a new place, still know your why, still know your goals, still know your niche, still know your market, still know your rate. Once you know those things, you need to do those things. It is not enough for you to know what type of modeling you are doing. You have to show what type of modeling you are doing and you have to show just that type of modeling. Can you do other types of modeling? Of course. You don't need to showcase it. I've done music videos. I don't showcase music videos. When I did a poll on my like Instagram story, half the people had no idea that I've ever done music. They've never seen me in one. I don't publish it. Yes, I do it. Is that what I do as a model? No, they are different things. What I do and what I can do are different things. I can do a lot of different types of modeling. What I am doing is different. Unfortunately, so many models, you included, get very much so caught up in showing people everything that you can do instead of hyper-focusing on what you actually do. So when you find yourself still struggling or stuck and you're just like, I've done all the things. No, you know all the things. You have not done them. The one thing that is on par for you right now are your digitals. And I'd say on par with the head nod because you still don't have any that are just more so like straight on. You're still trying to like cover elements of your body and, you know, like overcompensate for certain things. And like, I can see that. Like, again, knowing and doing are two different things. So if you're still feeling stuck, I would go back and honestly... I'm going to challenge you to look at the five pillars overall. I'm going to challenge you to look at the five things overall. And your fundamentals, if you, you say that you have them trunk tight, okay, great. Next, your model assets, your portfolio, your digitals, your comp card, and your model bag. Your digitals, do they look like the type of model that you're trying to be? Do they showcase you as the model that you say that you are? Your portfolio, does it really showcase your niche and your market, especially if you just moved? If you got into a comp card, does it show the best elements of you and in a snapshot way? After you've gone through your assets, go through the the third pillar, your network. Have you connected with anybody inside of your new market? Have you reached out to anybody new? Have you, you know, cleansed your social media so that you show yourself in the niches that you actually do in this new market? Have you like consistently actually like shown up and shown out 
daily, if not weekly, for yourself in this career. Because reaching out to somebody one time and never following up doesn't count. Submitting yourself for one thing that you came across on social media one time does not count. Posting something from a market that you're no longer in that doesn't align with the niches that you're doing in this new market does not count. In this third pillar, are you really doing the work to put yourself out there to really show people what you do, what you do well, and why they should work with you? And are you constantly reaching out to new people, sitting down, doing the research, reaching out to people who are in your niche, in your new market, and connecting with them? offering to collab with them, letting them know that you're a model who's willing to work in your market. Are you doing these things? And if you've done these things and you're trying to move on to that fourth element, which is making money, how are you going about doing it? I've listed out, I kid you not, probably four or five different methods that work nationwide for getting bookings as a model in the program that you're in, which is a lifetime course. Are you leveraging them? Can I find you on a casting networks? Can I find you on backstage? Is everything updated? Can I find you on Fiverr? Can I find you on Upwork? Like even on Model Mayhem, are you are you reaching out to people who are in Dallas who are willing to work on Model Mayhem? Like, can I find you on these outlets doing the work? Because the last thing that we talked about is trying to get agency representation in this new market. And I'm really questioning, have you done any of the other four pillars to a space where an agency would even know how you benefit them on the business side of modeling? And this goes for any model who's out there, who's immediately trying to jump to pillars four and pillars five. Have you done the first three and not done them once, done them consistently? These are the real questions. Because though I'm your coach, I'm not going to do the work for you. I can lead you to a whole pool of water, but if you're just going to stand there and look at it, you're going to die of thirst. So I beg the question to any model who's just like, oh, I did my fundamentals, but I'm stuck. Knowing and doing are two different things. So do you know your fundamentals or are you doing your fundamentals? That's gonna always be my question. And if you say, oh, I'm doing them. Okay, great. Can it be seen inside of your assets? Do you know your assets or are your assets being done? Great, okay, the assets are done, cool. Do you know how to grow your network or are you actually doing the work to grow your network on a daily basis? Do you know where to find work as a model or are you doing the work to make money as a model? Do you know that an agency is in your area or are you doing the work to be compatible with agencies and representation in your area? Knowing and doing are two different things. If all you want to do is say that I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, you are going to see what only knowing does for your career. But if you're somebody who is a doer and you really just don't have the tools that you need to go to the next level, I'm here. I got a toolkit. What you need? But it's only going to work if you use the tools. That's all for this episode of the Model Made Podcast. Let me know what you've learned by dropping a five-star review or DMing me at Lola Shell. That's L-O-L-A-C-H-E-L on Instagram. If you want to go from taking notes on the podcast to taking action in your modeling career, check out the Model Fundamentals Guide. It's the ultimate cheat sheet that gets the foundation laid for a career that pays all in five easy steps you can do today. Grab yours in the description box below and I'll catch you on the next episode.